Hey, 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 my gorgeous goddess gurus. Welcome to the Spiritpreneur School podcast for badass goddess warriors. This is the place where we support light workers and change makers to stop playing small, to rise into your shine, and to manifest your power. I'm your host, Aviola Abrams, the Dean of Womanifesting. Today's guest teacher is the number one best-selling New York Times author, or wait, number one New York Times best-selling author, <laughs> Jen Sincero, who has sold one million copies of You Are a Badass. Yes, that is one million copies. Now, Jen, she ain't your mama's minister, but she is a spiritual teacher an author, a coach, and a master manifester. Her new book, Hot Off the Presses, I have it in my hands, it is green and gorgeous, is named You Are a Badass at Making Money. Master the Mindset of Wealth. And we have been all about wealth creation and manifesting money, so this will be a juicy conversation. Welcome, Jen, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome, my sister. So we just talked about all of the very exciting things happening in your universe. Who is the woman behind all of the badassery? Tell us about little Jen growing up when she was just a badass twinkle in her mama's eye. <laughs> that is a, I love that. Um, well, let's I was a big sister and a little sister, and um, I was always encouraged to be really creative. I come from a really, really, really funny family, and so I have to credit them with any sense of humor I have. Our dinner table was kind of like a writer's room, so it was, it was basically <laughs> awesome. funny or die. Funny or die at the table. So... Um, yeah, I feel very fortunate. I I grew up around really loving, great people who I'm still friends with my whole family, which not a lot of people can say. <laughs> and, um, yes. Yeah, no, I, I feel so blessed with the family I was born into and the life I was born into. Me too, Jen. Me too. And I have to tell you that even with amazing families like mine and yours, the topic of money is a triggering conversation. And so, Jen, I have to share with you that, you know, in a few years ago, I started getting, like, the spiritual whisper, like, talk about money. And I was like, no! <laughs> and I find, Jen, that when, you know, I say to people, oh, well, money is just energy, that really pisses people off. Can you talk about the spirituality of money and what it means when we say money is energy? It means that it is basically full of the energy that we give it. So money on its own is a blank slate. And, you know, you could buy a T-shirt for $5 in one store and you could buy that same T-shirt for $500 in another store. So it's really about, you know, value is created by the energy that we give something. And monetary value is is the same thing. and But the thing that's so cool about um, this concept is that you start to understand that the energy in which with which you give to your own value and the value of your services or your products or whatever it is um, 
you're receiving an energetic exchange for that in the form of money. So it becomes this much more spiritual, beautiful, I'm giving you something of this and you're returning it with your energy, which is in the form of money and I'm giving you, it becomes much more of a a juicier exchange than it does like, yeah, that's five bucks, give it to me now. You know what I mean? Like it makes it yes. a, a more powerful exchange. Yes, yes, that's that's so poignant actually. Thank you so much for um, explaining it that way. So for the person, Jen, who is sitting at home, because, you know, a lot of times when people see people who are on TV or people who are New York Times bestselling authors, they say, well, easy for her to say, look at this chick. She's so glamorous with it, you know, easy for her to say. But there was a time when you were living in a garage. Can you tell us a bit mm-hmm. about your journey to the master, to being the master of the, the wealth mindset, basically? Sure. I mean, I was in that garage when I was in my 40s. So anybody out there feeling like it's too late, um, that is garbage. Uh, I had spent basically an entire lifetime proving that I couldn't make money, that um, that money wasn't available to me, that no matter what I tried or how hard I worked, it was never going to happen for me until, um, you know, I was a freelance writer at the time and I was constantly hustling to get gigs right and left and I'd get these gigs and they would, you know, take me forever to write this thing and then when I really figured out what I was getting paid per hour considering how long it took me to write stuff, like it was way below minimum wage. So basically working my ass off and making no money my whole life. Um, but then I I just decided and honestly there was no big aha moment nothing you know traumatic happened to me that made me finally change my ways but I just could no longer bear feeling like I was wasting my life like I was playing so much smaller than I knew I could play you know seeing all these people around me raking in the dough and having these really fun and fabulous careers while I'm living in a garage you know, making less than a minimum wage. And so I decided to change and to get rich specifically, which, you know, deciding to get rich, that's got a whole lot of judgment on it, right? So uh, I started focusing on making money. And if it didn't make me money, I wasn't doing it. And I um, started reading self-help books about money. I started going to money-making seminars. And I found, you know, along my journey, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and I met this woman, um, who I dedicated my book to, my money book to, who um, specialized in helping other women make money. And her fee was literally one quarter of my annual income to work with her privately. And in the old days, before I made that decision, I never even would have considered working with her because I was quote unquote broke. I didn't, you know, I couldn't afford it. Uh, but because I had made this decision to get rich, instead of using that excuse, instead of saying I can't afford it, I was like, I got to find that money. And I basically took out a new credit card or three, put it on there, and um, ended up tripling my income within the first three months of working with her. But it never would have happened if I hadn't taken that enormously terrifying leap of going deeper into debt to hire her and create the life that I knew that I could live. Yes, yes, yes. The life that you knew that you could live. And Jen, I have to tell you that, you know, I, you know, 
as a writer, I find so many parallels in your story. And I say that, you know, for a long time, I felt like, you know, I would call my friends like the sisterhood of traveling brokenness because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the the people, the communities that we're in, you know, artist communities, writer communities, um, you know, um, spiritual communities have so much poverty consciousness. And so, as you said, you know, the decision to step out of that has a lot of stuff and a lot of judgment around it. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of women that I work with who are, you know, the light workers, coaches, teachers, and we hold, they hold ourselves off from money, have issues with, you know, holding and keeping money. Can you talk a little bit about money and worthiness and deservability, please? We have criminalized money. It is easily one of the most loaded topics on planet Earth, which is amazing to me because you literally cannot get through a day on Earth without spending money. It's in the water you drink. It's in the lights that go on in your house. It's in every item that you are using in your home, you know. And yet we have decided that the pursuit of money is somehow bad and wrong and that money itself is somehow bad and wrong. And so, of course, so many people don't give themselves permission to make it because we equate it with being evil and greedy and, you know, not having good morals and values. So I dedicated an entire chapter to my book on the concept of allowance and permission because I, I, you know, as someone who's read every self-help book under the sun, I found that there are so many incredible, incredible books out there on money, but I didn't really see anybody addressing this enormously prohibitive concept of the fact that we're not allowing ourselves to make money because we truly believe it's a bad thing to focus on. So all the investment advice, all the financial advice in the world won't get you anywhere if you deep down don't feel like you have permission to be rich. Yes, yes. In my in my last book, Jen, I actually had a permission slip that people could go to my site and print because as women, we do feel like we need this permission. We need to give ourselves permission. Um, I heard uh, another conversation that you were having where you talked about your limiting belief that you had um it's funny i call i i refer to it as bs as well but for me it's good for belief systems and for you it's good for what was B, your bs when you talk to people about bs what it stands for the your big snooze, big, the big snooze. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes and you had you talked about beliefs that you had um with your dad around money and can you please share some of that with us mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is a really common one, actually, Um, not with the same exact specifics of mine, but a lot of us don't want to grow too big because we will outshine the people we love. And by outshining them, we will change the dynamics of our relationship and the unspoken agreement that we've made as to who we are in that relationship, and we fear being abandoned. So, um, you know, my personal one was I realized that if I became a very rich woman, My father, who, um, you know, one of the ways that he showed me he cared, he felt like if he gave me money, you know, he'd write me a check for 100 bucks or give me 20 bucks whenever he saw me. Um, I realized once I started doing a lot of work on myself and my issues around money that I believed deep down that if I got really wealthy and successful, my father wouldn't be able to show me that he loved me. And it would be like stabbing him in the heart. 
show I wasn't letting myself get rich because I loved my father. Yes. Yeah. A lot of us as women have that, like you said, it's a common one. I've heard, you know, a lot of women realize that, you know, we're afraid to make more than our fathers made in their Mm -hmm. lifetime, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, What was shifting for me, Jen, was hearing Marianne Williamson say that we, you know, as people who are change makers, it's not only okay for us to to make money or okay for us to be rich, but we have a duty to be abundant because then that's how we could create change. How do you define wealth? You know, you have the word wealth on your cover, which is badass in itself because, as you said, it's so controversial in these conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, wealth is an abundance of anything. So you can have a wealth of friendships, a wealth of money, a wealth of resources, a wealth of emotions, you know, just when you are not in lack, basically, and when you have an abundance, everything you need. And so also the term rich, I think, is a really controversial one where, you know, I want to get rich. I, I'm I'm focusing on getting rich. Like, instantly, that's seen as a bad thing, right? Until you investigate what the word rich means, which is having all the resources necessary to blossom into the most powerful and authentic version of yourself. So because on planet Earth, as human beings, we require money for pretty much every single thing we do and need to, to thrive, you need to be rich. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it's funny. I, you know, language is everything. The words that we use to describe the things in our lives are everything. And Jen, I'm, you know, I would be embarrassed if it wasn't so funny to share that a few years ago I was teaching a course on abundance and I was scared to put the word money in the title. Mm. And my, you know, the teacher, the spiritual teacher who was doing it with me, she was like, oh, well, let's call it money, you know, whatever it was. And I was like, well, no, let's call it abundance, you know, whatever, something or other, because I was afraid to use the term money or rich or wealth because, you know, I was still working through my stuff. <laughs> yeah. What it's are, amazing. What are, yes. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your words there, but what are some of the ways that you feel that we use language to hold ourselves back when it comes to abundance and money and feeling comfortable? Well, I think it really is not being clear on what things mean. So whenever we're in an autopilot kind of situation where we're just assuming, assuming, you know, let's take money is the root of all evil. That's a real common one. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually not money. It's greed. You know, that's what most people are referring to when they say that. But we say money all the time. And we criminalize money. Meanwhile, money does such um, – it can be the most beautiful thing that can make such radical change and bring such joy and much-needed resources to every – I mean, it's – it's such a beautiful thing, but we um, we aren't consciously choosing our words, and by not consciously choosing our words, we create belief systems that that cause us so much unnecessarily unnecessary um, strife and struggle in our lives. So one of the first steps in transforming your financial reality is being very diligent about watching your thoughts, beliefs, and words, and questioning them. Because uh, if you are broke or you don't have the kind of money you'd like to have, 
you've definitely got some work to do in that department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, give us more, Jen. What are some other tools that we could use or things that for you, when you started working with this teacher and you knew you wanted to shift your money mindset, what did you do? What was what helps you to be able to create a leap? I know that there's a story about a car. Yeah, you know, well, first there's the awareness and the watching of all the thoughts, beliefs, and words. And once you find out what your trip is, so for me it was always, I can't afford it. So I stopped saying I can't afford it, even though I was tens of thousands of dollars in debt. And I changed that to... I am surrounded by money and I receive it with great glee. So instead of I can't afford it, I am surrounded by money and I receive it with great glee. It shifted my energy. It made me feel better. It made me feel happy. Even though I didn't have a dime in sight, it opened me up to opportunities and and um, ways to make that money and receive that money that I was completely blind to when I was shut down and focusing on the fact that I couldn't afford it. So what you focus on, you create more of. So whatever thoughts and beliefs and words you're focusing on, you will create more of them. So that's why affirmations and meditation and getting, you know, diligent about being in control of your thoughts and words is so, so important. So that is absolutely the first step, I think. Um, And then making the no-nonsense decision to get rich unabashedly, no excuses, you are doing whatever it takes. And because with that decision comes the ability to take action that scares the living crap out of you. So I, you know, it really is about doing things you've never done before because they're way outside of your comfort zone. You know, the example of me hiring this coach is a good one. And the car story that you talked about where I went out and um, I needed a new car. I was driving a complete piece of crap. And my business had started rolling. Like this is after I started working with this woman and started making some money and I went to go buy a new car and test drove an Audi just for kicks. Like, I was like, I can't afford this Audi. This is crazy, but I'm just going to drive it. And it felt so good and so right. And I loved to drive, and it had an amazing stereo. <laughs> and I was like, I I am determined to be the kind of person who could own this car. And I made the decision that I was going to be that person. And I bought the car. I put, you know, put the money down and bought it and then kicked ass to make the money to pay that car off. And I did. Uh, but it was more that for me about awesome. becoming that kind of person than it was the car. And if I had bought the cheaper car, I really think I would have stayed kind of smaller and struggled to pay it off, even though it was less money because I hadn't changed who I was being. So it really yeah. is about who you're being. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. That is a powerful story. I'm picturing you like driving like the, you know, I'm a New Yorker, so I don't, I don't drive, but I, <laughs> I found mm. inspiration in you, you know, when you explained, you know, the, the two different kinds of cars. I'm like, I'm not sure of the difference, but when you described like the comfort level that it felt and the fact that you felt like, okay, to be, to drive this car means that I am becoming someone else, you mm-hmm. know, I think is, 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 is really helpful. Can you talk, Jen, about the the idea that here's here's a common question that I get. 
um, people say, well, I've been doing this work for years, and I've been chanting affirmations for years, and, you know, I say, oh, well, I'm, I, money surrounds me, and then the voice comes back and says, no, it doesn't, you live in a dump, or whatever it is, and they say, well, why am I not changed yet? Where are my millions, Abiola? <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you speak to that a bit? Yes. Take action that scares the crap out of you. You can sit around and say affirmations all day long, but until you force yourself, and this is, you know, you have the ideas. The opportunities you need to change your life are all around you all of the time. What the affirmations do is help you welcome them in, but it can't just be about the affirmations. If you aren't doing things like asking people you're terrified to ask for help or taking out a loan to rent the space for your new company or doubling your rates or making tons of sales calls, cold calling people, really pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and doing things that you haven't done before, then you haven't really made the decision. So I think what happens is a lot of people are like, I've been doing this forever. I've tried everything. I doubt that you've tried that one thing that keeps coming up that you're like, no way in hell am I doing that. That's exactly the thing you need to do. You've got to let fear be your compass, not your roadblock. Mm, that's beautiful. Someone tweet that out. <laughs> let uh-huh. fear be your compass, not your roadblock. Then are do you feel do you still get scared or nervous or anxious or you know, you're the you're literally our badass guide. And if you do, you know, what do you do when you have those feelings? Of course I do. I mean, we're all human. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I remember that I have faced huge impossible challenges before and come out the other side shining. Sometimes I fall flat on my face, but, um, but I always feel better if I at least go for it than if I decide I can't do it. So whatever it is that I'm facing, if it's scary but important to me, um, you know, we've all got one life on planet Earth to be as big and bold and beautiful as we can be and to waste it piling up all the excuses as opposed to going for it and living in that excited state of, you know, constantly growing and challenging ourselves and achieving greatness. I mean, that's really being alive. So I just try to remember all of the beautiful feats that I've accomplished in the past as well as that you know, time is finite on this planet for us, and I don't want to waste it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you for saying that. What does your support system look like, Jen? Like, how, um, what's your personal self-care that you do to nurture yourself, and who do you surround yourself with? I am a big believer in meditation, so I either meditate on my own or use guided meditations very often. Um, hiking in nature is a huge, huge one for me. It always makes me feel connected and powerful and part of something much bigger than myself. Music is also enormous. I can, you know, flip over a car if I've got the right music on. Um, (laughs) I'm almost always reading some kind of self-help inspirational something. Um, And I surround myself with really, I, I, you know, I'm old now. I'm over 50. I don't have time for the whiners and the negative people and the naysayers. I really don't. I've gotten alarmingly good at setting up boundaries. 
<laughs> so yes, um, boundaries. <laughs> yeah, who has time? So I really, I have, I have an amazing, such an amazing group of friends and mentors and um, people who I feel keep me accountable and make me want to be the best person I can be. Yes. Well, yay for all of us that you are doing that because you are inspiring us. And I've got to just to keep you accountable, let you know I'm not going to let you call yourself old on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. We, if we if we are, oh, we should all be so lucky that we're all going to be goddesses in our 50s and beyond. And so when we come back on this on a conversation when we're all like, you know, in our 100 and in our 90s, then maybe we can call ourselves old. <laughs> Old and wise, but you know, I gotta say, Old like fifty is such an amazing age because you really—I remember my father who's got this thick Italian accent. He's like, I don't know if we get older and wiser or just older and more tired. And I really feel like <laughs> there's this—you know—once you hit fifty, it's like you just don't—you don't have the energy for the drama, and it's lovely. You know, That's you awesome. spend so much of your youth so concerned about what other people think, and it's—it's it's very um, restful. I love it. That is awesome. Well, Jen, the women who listen to this podcast are women who either have their own businesses, their own purpose-centered businesses, or are wanting to start their own businesses. What advice do you have for women who are wanting to go the unbeaten path and create their own destinies in that way? It's the best thing I've ever done. I mean, yes. I feel, I, I mean, I think you really have to be a certain kind of person to be an entrepreneur. It's not for the weak hearted, you know, it really is all your, um, it's all up to you, but it's also all up to you. Like it, I think it is one of the most exciting things and you will, you know, we always say starting your own business is the best personal development course you can ever take because it brings up yeah. all of your, you know, fear, doubts and worries, <laughs> but it is, you know, you get you get to design your own life, and I think as women, um, that is actually they, they. I remember reading a study somewhere that said that, you know, women are starting businesses at twice the rate of men, and it's because we're really motivated by creating lifestyles that we love. And as an entrepreneur, that is one of the key bonuses of working for yourself is you you decide what your life looks like. Yes. Yes, you cre you literally get to create your own life every day, and it's exciting. But like you said, it's not for the faint of heart at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Jen, last question. What are the most – we talked about some negative ideas and some limiting beliefs that people have about money – what are can you share some some of the other money beliefs that you come across that people have and how they can heal and move past them? Um sure. I mean people feel like you know, one of my big ones was that money is available for other people but not for me. I would see somebody who's like, you know, owning a mansion and a yacht and I would feel like they were almost a different species than I was. Um and, you know, I remember deciding that that can't be true. Like, really looking within myself, being like, why do I feel that? They have ten fingers and ten toes just like I do. And it really yes. is any any of the beliefs that I'm going to rattle off, it really is about questioning them instead of taking them as truth. Because, again, when we go on autopilot, 
we don't question things and we just blindly believe it and sort of let this stuff run our lives. And that's when you're in victim mode. When you take the power back and become in control of your life, you question anything that you think or that you think. Like, is that true? Does that help me create the kind of reality I want to create? So if it's like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, you have to work really hard to make money, you're going to have to do stuff you hate to make money, you you can't get rich doing what you love, um, you know, people who focus on making money are shallow, you know, all of these really negative things that we are beaten over the head with that we just blindly follow along, um, start taking notice of them, especially if you're broke. Really, you know, Write a letter to money, which is one of the exercises I have in the book, where uh, just write stream of consciousness um, and see what comes up for you because it is a freaking sobering exercise, I'll tell you that. Like, you'll see it just like, I wish I had more money, but talking about money makes me uncomfortable, but I get so excited when I make lots of money, but I think people who make lots of money are disgusting and greedy. Like, we've got such a push-pull going with it uh, that, it's a wonder we can make it at all. So get clear on where you're holding yourself back and uh, start questioning those beliefs. Oh, yes. That is that is definitely a powerful exercise. Last year I did a 30 days of Dear Money, a 30 days challenge of writing Dear Money letters. And, yeah, it brings up stuff you don't know is there. <laughs> yeah, very awakening so. exercise. Yes, 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 yes. So Jen Sincero, this is this was an incredible conversation. I am you will be in New York in a couple of weeks and I'm going to come down and meet you in person and give you a hug. <laughs> Some morning awesome. you'll have a hug in person in advance. <laughs> Thank oh, you God. so much for so this conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, I will be there. Any parting words you want to leave our badasses with? <laughs> sure. Well, I'm going on tour all over the country and in the U.K., so if you go to my website, jensincero.com, that's J-E-N-S as in Sam, I-N-C-E-R-O.com, you can see all my tour. I head out um, on October 18th, and the first stop is New York City, which I'm very excited about. Um, and, you know, and just for anybody out there who feels like they've tried everything and it hasn't worked yet, I really encourage you to listen to your intuition and get, when you get that hit of something to do that seems completely bizarre or especially terrifying, go and do that before you talk yourself out of it. You have all the answers you need inside of you. Just don't don't waste your life being um, being a victim to your excuses. You You got this. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jen. You inspired me today, and I know that you inspired so many as well. We actually have a big audience in the U.K. as well, so all of my U.K. Okay. sisters, come out and support Jen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And to you who are listening, this episode was sponsored by my Manifest Your Magic monthly manifesting circles. You can learn more at manifestyourmagic.com and come hang out in our Facebook sister circle at imanifestmagic.com. Of course, the book is You Are a Badass at Making Money, Master the Mindset of Wealth 
by number one New York Times bestselling author Jen Sincero, available wherever you buy books. Be seen, be heard, be a movement, and I will see you in the next conversation. Namaste, my goddess.